Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys. Glad to have you back here. Absolutely. It's been kind of a wild ride this season. It's been a it's been an interesting year. It has been, but um, you know we get we get a W to end the year. Um, it definitely not as easy as we probably would have hoped for that W to come. That's for sure. Um, but you know. Tell, tell me, what, what were your reactions from yesterday? How did you feel? Obviously, the first half was pretty difficult to watch um, offensively. Uh, defense obviously played a lot better this season than they have over the last couple, but they played really well throughout the whole game. But Martinez turnovers, um, you know, no real deep threat at a receiver. Makes it really difficult, makes it really easy to – Read that Martinez is going to keep the ball on third down pretty mm-hmm. much every time. Yeah. So um, some guys stepped up. Wandale obviously had probably one of his bigger games of the year. He's a stud. Um, figured it out in the second half. But, uh, yeah, it was not the most – I mean, I guess if you're if you're a fan of close games, which I'm not particularly, especially when it's Nebraska, no. then, you know, it, the season was probably pretty fun to watch. But <laughs> when the games are close like that, it's just stressful. So. Yeah, so, um, you know, my take on that first half, it was very hard. Um, you know, the, the turnovers, the fumbles, um, you know, I, I, thought, I will say I thought that first fumble um, when Adrian Martinez went head over heels, you know, they, they didn't take long to review it, and they confirmed it pretty quick. They didn't really show too many different angles for us to see on TV. I thought it was more of a bang-bang where they take a little bit more time, but, um, you know, I do think it was a fumble. Um, just ball security, man. That's been something I think that's plagued Adrian well, throughout I saw his career. Freaking ripped his sleeves off because he yeah. was wearing sleeves. And... Yeah, and that may have something to do with it. But I mean, throughout his career, that's right. been a that's been a downfall for his. Somebody his dropped a stat of Martinez starts and Martinez fumbles, and whether that was lost fumbles or just fumbles in general. Yeah. It, it, but it was more fumbles than game starting. Yeah, I mean, he's got he had three fumbles in the game, lost two of them. Threw two picks in the game. And that was a big thing for, you know, Taylor Martinez mm-hmm. and even Tommy Armstrong. Tommy, so, you yeah. know, it's kind of been a theme <laughs> for our quarterbacks for a while. For quarterbacks, so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where, again, you look at where we saw um, uh, what's his bucket, McCaffrey on the sideline, wasn't dressed um, for whatever reason. Um, don't know if didn't, it was injury anything. or if it was just like, hey, you know, we're not going to play you, and if we if Martinez gets hurt, then Smothers is in. I don't know. Um, I don't know why they would do that. But I, and personally, I just I don't really care. I don't right. think. I was actually kind of hoping that we'd get a chance to see Smothers get in there. Just yeah, and and I, I even texted you. I said, hey, is it time for Smothers? Like, do we put him in now? Right. Um, but, you know, and, and I said also after the first half, I said, you know, tell me when something good happens because I'm not watching this crap right. anymore. And does that make me a bad fan? If you want to say I'm a bad fan, I, that's fine. You can call it what it is. But that was that was tough. I mean, that was a really tough first half to watch because our offense, we go out and have a drive where we score really easily, and then we never run the exact same offense on the field for the entire half. And right. I, I think I texted you. I said running backs, tight ends. We should use them all game, and we will destroy Rutgers. We should beat them very handedly, and we just statistical wise, we you know we should have beat them by just not in the first half. Yes, and the and yes in the first half it was just awful. I mean, we weren't winning the game. You know, it was kind of a theme this year that uh, you know 
it, uh, the offense really struggled, and that made it, you know, really hard to watch. You're not, and I know they didn't have any games to start the year where you got an opponent that's not great, and you kind of mm-hmm. blow their doors off or whatever, and you score a bunch of points. But I mean, we weren't scoring a lot of points this year. No, and you know that. It's kind of the opposite of how I expected the season to go. Yeah, and and our defense, our defense made so many strides in the right direction from the last couple of years, and it, I still have to laugh every time I see somebody. I've seen so many different posts on social media, like, "Hey, you know, who do we fire in the off season?" And a lot of people are like, "Oh, we gotta fire Shenander." I mean, you kidding me? Like, out of Absolutely. every position coach, he's the one coach that has made strides on his side of the ball and huge strides to well, that fact. I mean. We've seen our defense kept us and, in every single game this year, I except mean, for Hostel. How, how many coaches have we fired, or coordinators have we fired over the years after a couple of years just to have the same result a couple of years later? Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's not him. Um, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But second half, I mean, we came out, and we'll answer a couple of questions here, uh, here in a little bit. But second half, we came out guns blazing really midway through the third quarter, which is quite different than the rest of the season had gone. Where yeah. We, didn't score very many points in the second. That's what I was worried about when we're down at half, fourteen to seven. I'm like, we score, we score like three points in the yeah. second half every game. Yeah, and that that was very that was a big turnoff in that first in that first half to see us losing going into the half, knowing how bad our second halves have been. And uh, I missed majority of the third quarter, not not only because I said I wasn't going to watch till we started doing something good, um, but uh, you know, getting my kid to bed too. And then fourth quarter, I tuned in and, and we start running the ball consistently um mills gets over 150 almost 200 yards on the game uh one holding call brought it back but um not only that but then we get taylor martinez or taylor martinez adrian martinez over 150 yards rushing and over 250 yards passing i mean it was 150 you know whatever it is numbers wise it looked really good we over Um, over 600 yards of offense right um martinez was 24 of 28 which is for I think mean, two hundred fifty-five yards. I think is what it was. And you know, two interceptions he threw. One obviously was in the end zone. It was yeah, a good, it was a good catch by that kid, but um, it was still behind him. It wouldn't have been a touchdown anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the other one he had was was an overthrow that was terrible. But um, it's definitely you know we we'll get into you know whether we think we're going to go to a bowl game or not. Or yeah. We can talk about that a little bit, but it'll be pretty pretty intriguing to see what the quarterback situation is going to be like. For 2021. Yeah. Well, here, we'll, we'll address a couple things. Donnie, welcome to the show. Donnie says, being a Husker fan over 50 years, it's the worst team he has ever seen. Um, that's telling. Okay. Um, I mean, you can say that. I, I can understand. But uh, at the same time, uh, aside from, well, I guess, aside from Ohio State, and yes, the worst game I've probably seen us play against Illinois. Yeah. You know, every game we, we were within a, a score. So. And that's with a very poor offense. So. Right. Um, Pudi says second game with no bad snaps for Jurgens. He did have a couple bad yeah, snaps, couple. but really, I mean, he's been much better since that. Um, since the furious yeah, and, game yeah, against what and, Iowa. I mean, if you watch, I mean, you can watch any of the games today. There was bad snaps everywhere. So I mean, yeah. it was a theme with him, especially last year and this year. But um, he's a lot better down the stretch. Yep. Um, excuse me. Yeah, David benches two bad snaps. So John Adams. Welcome to the show, John. Um, go Cubbies. Uh, he says, do you think here, – here's that bowl question. Um, do we get a bowl bid? And if so, do we accept? So Frost said yesterday he's going to leave it up to the team. And 
if anybody watched any of the post game, not only with Frost, but with, with the Mills. players, uh, Mills, Martinez, some of the things the players are saying, um, you know, and some people are very skeptical and very criticizing over what the players are saying about them missing their families and, and you know, about Frost saying there's been a hard year. And I saw someone was like, hey, you know, don't, don't you normally play 12 games, 13 with a bowl game or a conference, you know, whatever. That's not the point. The point is the protocols that, that the players are under this year, there's not a single player in the entire country that's going to say this has been an easy year with COVID. No no way. Every player is going to be stressed out, tired. It's exhausting. Here's the deal. Whether you play six games or 12 games. They may have only played eight games at this point, three and five, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and Frost even said this, he brought the players – back from home or whatever mm-hmm. to get going working out wise and getting prepped for the season and it probably was too early with how we with where we ended up starting the season yes he brought him back thinking that we were going to start at the end of august beginning of september like we normally do, like, we should, yeah. like the big 10 should have done in my opinion but um so he brought him back earlier and so they have been and now it's almost Christmas. Normally at this time, you know, they've, they've played the last three weeks when they've been done. Yeah. So I can totally understand. I, I'd like them to. The only thing is, if, you know, a lot of the times, the the last few years anyway, everybody's been like, we need to make a bowl so we get 15 more practices and, you know, another game. Well, that's not going to be the case. You're talking, they're going to turn around and play next week, within a week. Yeah, I mean, in a week they, and a half, 10 days max. I mean, exactly. They, seen, originally they were I've talking about 26th the 26th or yeah. maybe the 28th or 30th, but they're going to be turning around and playing pretty quick. Yeah. After flying back from the East Coast, getting home, you know, getting in at 4 a.m. or whatever it was this morning, and having to, you know, figure out what they're going to do next. Yeah, and, and I kind of like the way Sean puts this. Um, Sean, welcome Sean. to the show. He says, you know, an extra game, extra practices are great but not a fan of going where you don't deserve to be. I think that is probably the most direct way you can say that because a 3-5 and five team, the way we've showed our team this year, do we want to go to a potential bowl game and even potentially lose that game? Um, I mean, I mean, is that a confidence a very, builder? I mean, yeah, I mean, I hear and you. Donnie says take the bowl, get some more practices. It's good. <clears throat> Players want to play football. Again, I, I don't disagree with that either. The, the only thing is, I would like to play a, a team from another conference mm-hmm. and just see, you know, you know how big. I mean, aside from Ohio State, Big Ten football is, you know, ground and pound ground and, and heavy pound type of game, yeah. and so. I'd like to play somebody from another conference. You know, maybe, maybe they score more on us, but than some of these other teams have. Yeah. But maybe we score more. Maybe we win forty-five or forty-two, thirty-five, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And again, it's we're not talking about an extra fifteen days or an extra even you know however many practices it normally would be. We're normally not playing football. We're not playing games right now on this weekend, ever. There, there. This is not a time when we're playing football. And no one, so, no one is. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's, until bowl season hits. Yeah, bowl season is generally what, like a, the twenty fourth through the eighth of January. It, it maybe, yeah, maybe starts you know this upcoming week. So, I think it's it's such a strange year, and you can say that over and over again. But do you want to put yourself in a position where one, like Sean says, you don't potentially or don't necessarily belong or deserve to be there? And two, you got guys that are just, they're burned out. I mean, it's been a hard year. These guys are working harder than we ever know. The coaches are working hard. The coaches are tired. Um, They're trying to keep up with the safety protocols every game, every week, make sure kids are being safe. Well, and, you know, obviously Hymas was opted out. You know, do other guys do that? Maybe you get a chance to 
to get some some kids in that haven't played yet. Yeah, and that'd be cool. But um, I think something that was kind of because I, I, I want to play a bowl game to be completely honest. But um, one thing I saw was when Boston College was the first team to opt out of a. I don't mm-hmm. know what their record is or you know whatever, but they um, their coach said, you know, what if we are prepping for this game that we're going to play on the 28th or 30th or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, us, we miss Christmas with our families. The the players miss Christmas with their families. And then something happens and the game gets canceled. Yeah. Or something happens and somebody tests positive and they can't play. And then they, you know, they could have gone home well, or and whatever. And, haven't, and it makes sense. Haven't some of the, uh, the actual bowl sponsors pulled the games too? Like, mm-hmm. they've been canceled because of the sponsors, not necessarily. Because guess what? The sponsors put a lot of money in these bowl games. They're not getting fans. Yeah. They're, they're not getting, you know, they're going to get some TV, but they're not going to get nearly the amount of um, uh, televised and, and people watching than they normally would. So I think that you got to take into everything into account here. And, and personally, like, do I want a bowl game? Yes. Do I care if we don't play? Again, it's up, I mean, to, the, it's up to the players. And if the players say, you know what, this has been a, a shitty year. We're we're done. We're exhausted. It doesn't mean they don't want to play football. They've been wanting to play football since day one, right. and they got thrown under the bus by every national media you could possibly think of. They're exhausted. And then Ohio State, Ryan Day with Kevin Warren over his back shoulder, yeah. he's praised for bringing Big Ten football back. Yeah, and you know it's it's one of those things where the the kids just they fought so hard to get where they are to even win three games. They fought hard. They played I, hard. I agree. I mean, so if they don't want to play, Hey, it's not up to us as fans and we got to respect that decision. And I, I think it's fine that frost and the coaches aren't going to say, Hey, we're making the decision. It's not the administration saying we're making a decision. Yes. We make a little bit of extra money, but again, it's going to be up to the kids. If they want to go home and see their family. I mean, someone like Adrian from California, he hasn't seen his family, hasn't so seen his family for nine months. And a lot of people are like, Oh, neither have I. Well, that's kind of your choice. Like, you still can. doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, I see my family on the weekends and being safe, and it, it yeah. is what it is. So we're not trying to compare and contrast. We're not trying to criticize the kid. If he wants to go home and see it, his family, he's still it 20 would be years a old. a much bigger decision if they got 15 practices and then a game, or whatever that yeah. number is. If you're done, if you're done, like, what, last game uh, – uh, Black Friday is normally our last game of the season. And then if we're playing a championship game, it's the following week. So now you get almost a month of practices. of practices. We're not getting that. So I, and I, honestly, I can see why you would probably get even less practice than normal because you played this week and you're going to play in a week or whatever. They Flying back, taking a day off, taking, you know. And they, they, they didn't even get back. Bit. They didn't get home till 4 a.m. So yeah, at so. least. We'll see. I, so we'll see. I, I, I mean – I guess it would probably, you know, I guess one thing that could be a factor is, you know, what bowl invite do they get? And and who is that potentially against? Yeah. You know, maybe the players see that team that they're potentially playing against. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine it being be great being at 3-5. and five. No. But, you know, the year we were 5-7 and seven, and we went and played UCLA and beat them in the bowl game, mm-hmm. it wasn't amazing by any means, but they yeah. were like an 8-4 and four team and we beat them. So... Yeah, and I think, you know, let's talk a little bit about the game yesterday. First of all, you mentioned Hymas not not playing, opting out. Great, good for him. I think he's going to prep for the NFL. He's got NFL potential and talent. He'll probably be a fourth, fifth round, sixth round. Hey, he'll go. I mean, he'll go, and I think he's going to be successful. I Um, think so, too. Linemen tend to have a lot more success than position players, like uh, other position players. I think in the NFL, they, they tend to stay around a lot longer. Um, and we've seen a number of that with yeah. Searles and yeah, 
Quave and and um, Sue. I mean, you got you name a number of guys. Alex um, Lewis, yeah. he's still playing. So, uh, but let's talk about our offensive line yesterday. So they didn't have a great game, but in the second half, great game. Much, in the, in much, the, much, much improved in, in the first half and the second half. Talk about who was on the line. We had two redshirt freshmen, okay. one true freshman, Turner Co- Cochran, who took over for okay. Hymas, and then Farniak. Um, and then we had a sophomore, I think, as well. Um, Jurgens. Uh, Jurgens. So that was our offensive line yesterday. So it was Jurgens, center, Farniak. Yep. Corcoran, Ben Hart, and uh, what's uh, Piper and Piper, yeah, and Piper. Piper. So, so you have that's pretty crazy. That's a lot of youth, and yes, it was Rutgers, but still, when you're talking about that's the, a perfect type of game to have those types of players in that game, and I know Ben Hart and Piper played most of the season, so yeah. I mean that's great because technically those kids are. I guess are they freshmen or are they sophomores next year? I don't know how. I don't know how. Yeah, I I don't know technically what they are, but um, it, these guys are getting good experience, and, and Corcoran played a, a fantastic game. I mean, like the first first <laughs> drive or two, he kind of got beat, and it was like, okay, you know, yep. he's like, oh dang, okay, I'm in a Big Ten football game. His and, foot his footwork was good, and then he was pretty pretty good after that. I didn't but, see yeah. many. You know, too many mistakes. You know, no no holdings or anything like yeah. that for him, anyway. His positioning and his footwork, his handwork was really good. Um, and if anything, on our offensive line, where I've seen more mistakes than anything else from on the entire offensive line from, um, you know, missed blocks or blowing assignments is probably Ethan Piper. But the kid still has so much potential as a redshirt freshman. Yeah. And I'm excited about our offensive line because now these guys, yeah, are, it's you know, interesting they've been playing together I wasn't. Season. I wasn't sure if that he was going to end up being an offensive lineman. I saw him more mm-hmm. as a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got some. He's got some good size. They they put some good size on him. He's a big boy. Yeah, and he's pretty good. And I so I'm excited about that. I think our offensive line has a lot of potential next year and the following year to be really good. It's and you know and I know it's kind of been this way for a few years, but when every single play pretty much it seems like whether it's a tackle when we're on defense or pass breakup or. Maybe not pass breakup, but anything on the offense. Every it seems like after every play, I'm like, "That's a freshman." Oh, that block was a freshman. That tackle was a freshman. It's like, wow, like every single player that's in these games. So I mean, that yeah. could potentially be pretty good if those guys can kind of figure it out and stick around for three, yeah. four years. Well, and again, we are by far the youngest team in the Big Ten right now. We saw a lot of youth on our team. Not making excuses. I said this after the Minnesota game last week. I said it after the Minnesota game, and uh, unfortunately we didn't get to talk about the Minnesota game, which I think is okay. Um, I didn't really want to talk about it anyway. Um, and the, the, the thing about the Minnesota game and what we saw there, we didn't lose that game because of the young players on our team. We lost that game because of our coaching. I think so. I think that game was strictly on the offensive play calling. I think it was strictly on um, the way we executed those plays, too. Again, a lot of people point at just the play calling in general, but it's it's not always play calling. It's the way we execute those plays. It's the way we block on the line. It's the way we block on the outside with our receivers or our tight ends. It's the way the quarterback executes. There's a lot of things that go into it, not just the play call. 
So, but that game, I put probably 75, 80% of that on the play calling. Well, and I mean, I don't want to talk much about that game, but I don't. But you can say the same thing about yesterday in the first half. Yeah. And Against think, the Rutgers, it's play calling. And, and execution. Uh, especially right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But um, I, that's a, that's for another day. Anyway, that Minnesota game, I think they thought Nebraska said, oh, they got all these players out. Uh, we're just going to walk all over them. And they didn't come to play. No. And it was brutal. Brutal. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So, again, I, I think you know you can talk so much about the play calling, which I think is a huge factor in a lot of these games. But you got to look at execution, too. And yesterday, first half, was a great, great example of that. I thought our play calling was hot garbage. We should have been able to run up the middle against Rutgers all day long. Instead, we try to go east and west instead of north and south. And I don't – again, we haven't had a ton of success north and south. But against Rutgers with a young offensive line, get them to start opening those holes. If they don't, that's when you start pulling the guard. That's when you start pulling the tackle. Get those outside holes. Get the tackle to get outside and make those blocks on on the ends. But you have to start somewhere, and we just we weren't even trying to do enough. It was all about you know running backs, tight ends, but then we went away from that, and it was all about the QB. So Mills had a run down to the one two yard line, whatever it was. And it was actually a pretty good, pretty good t- mm-hmm. tackle by the kid to to catch him, to, yeah. to have him fall short. But the first play, you give the freaking ball to Mills and let him pound in there for a touchdown yeah. after he had a forty yard run or whatever it was. Well, instead, we did we did that little toss from the four yard line. We did like a counter toss to Hickman, Hickman. coming around, which he's not that. Big of a kid yet? He's no. still like a redshirt freshman that hasn't put on a bunch of weight. And well, I he think, was injured last year. Yeah, and I think he played a little receiver last year. Uh, I wasn't sure if he's going to be a tight end or receiver because uh, he's and he's a yeah. tall, skinny kid. And he, he was really, really highly recruited, great high school player, and I think he has the potential of being really good. Yeah, but that was not the time to run a play like that in for me and. Mm. And that just kind of sets you back, and then you do with the, a Martinez keeper for a loss, and it's. And like, then they gave it to Robinson, and then we give it to Robinson, and he scores, but he got lit the f up, man, and it was like. Well, no, they gave it to Robinson, and oh, then no, they gave it to him again. Robinson, and then they gave it twice. So again, you that play inside the five yard line, you're not looking at a wide receiver toss. I mean, that's not that's not a play inside the five, like. <laughs> not. It's <laughs> pound the freaking rock, the only, right? The only, the only, other thing you do other than hand the ball to your bulldozing running back is maybe you have Adrian roll out for a pass, and if it's not there, he can run it. Give it to Austin Allen. Yeah. Get your tight ends. That's, that, that's, that's a prime tight end call, That's and we've seen it. We've done it. Or well, we used all the tight ends yesterday, which was, yeah. you know. But, but yeah, that that's your call. And inside the five, why are you not, why are you not giving it to your running back? We had to score on fourth down and – and then even then, it was an option play that I didn't love. No, I, and it, it was it was executed just fine, it and we was. scored. But no, it wasn't great, and that was that was very frustrating. So, um, you know it, that that was that was hard to watch. But we could have ran the ball game. We really could have, and we did. They, and we didn't. The, the offensive half. line did wear him down in the second half, and you know Mills was able to run wild. Cam, Not- Taylor, Cam Taylor had a great game again. 
I mean, obviously he got a pick that, I mean, there's still seven minutes left in the game, but pretty much sealed the, the win there. Um, the defense was great. Yeah. I mean, especially when you talk about Rutgers' first 21 points, it was fumble-fumble that they got two field goals off of. Yep. And then uh, interception in the end zone. They end up scoring a touchdown after that. Mm-hmm. And that was a long drive because, obviously, they went the length of the field. But we're giving them short fields. Yeah. And, I mean, we even had fourth down stops again. I mean, how many times did we get fourth down stops in the last – this season yeah more so than we have in a long time yeah and you know it's again we had we had a defense that a lot of people are going to criticize and i don't i don't understand it just because our defense has been the staple for this team all year that has kept us in every single game and won us won us game won us all three games that we won this year they were the reason we won game and yeah, yesterday, keeping us keeping us in the game in the first half. Ohio State, Illinois, those two games. You forget about those two games, which yeah, they're hard to forget about. And it sucks because they wore the black shirt jerseys on the Illinois game, and it sucked. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. <laughs> but you know our defense is good. Cam Taylor, Britt, Stud, Honus, Doman, the guys we talk about every week. I mean, they they played well. And again, you're talking about 21 points. One of those is special teams. Rosh just said uh, yeah, special I, I teams. Didn't, that, that was the other one I was going to say. I was like, I, I know that there was another point I was going to go to. <laughs> I was getting so pissed that we were doing these pooch kicks to the 20 and they were bringing them back to the 50. Mm-hmm. And then he finally kicked one deep and I'm like, all right, good. And then I'm like, oh no, that that's the guy that ran one back against us yep. for Wisconsin last yep. year. He did it again. And he did it again. Did it again. So uh, we. Okay, special teams. Let's talk about special teams real quick. Well, that hurt because if you remember, and you do, that kick return for Wisconsin that he had for a touchdown last year pretty much turned the game in Wisconsin's favor, and that's, in my opinion, why they ended up winning the game. Deflated our win last year. When that happened again, right after we scored a touchdown, it was like, again? Like, shit. Yeah, so special teams have been awful. Um, Kick coverage. Kick return, punt coverage, punt return, uh, all awful. Everything. Well, I, I feel like we don't really we don't, we don't really have... turn return punts or re, well re, returning kicks is stupid. Just take it at the twenty five every time. And that's what I'm but, saying. It's stupid. Like we still return the ball on the kickoffs when you have the option. Just say, hey, I'm just gonna catch it and stand here and get it at the twenty five yard line, no matter what. Yet we decide to catch it at the fi- at the two yard line, five yard line, and, and take, take it, it out to the, the 15. 12, to the twelve. Like we have never gotten it past the twenty five yard line on any kick return. Maybe. And I once. like Alante Brown, but tell the kid just to fair catch it every time. I know you're good. And he actually finally had a couple of catches in the game yesterday. He did. I know you're good, Alante. I know you're going to be great for us, but stop bringing it out of the end zone. And yeah. someone's that's special teams coach though. You have to tell him don't bring it out. Fair catch it every single time. Don't yeah. do it because guess what? We're starting off inside the fifteen. Every time we return the ball, just catch fair catch every time. Now, if you look at those stats, though, we did have touchdown or we did have scoring drives of 90, 96, and 92. We had three over 90 <laughs> yards, but that's not ideal. That's no, in, in a typical Big Ten, and game, we're, we're, the, against, we're the only team to do it this year, so that, that's not against Rutgers, who Rutgers didn't win a game at home this year, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's twenty twenty. There's no fans, but still. maybe it's better. Maybe it's better we played them at Rutgers and not home because our record on the road, obviously our our record on the road was better than at home. So, yeah, um, uh, but our special teams got to get better. They do. Um, but on a bright 
note, uh, congrats to Connor Culp for winning the Big Ten Kicker of the Year. The kicking for Nebraska for the last two seasons has been the worst I've ever seen it from any college football team. Yes. Ever. They and they look like the freaking Cowboys with their kicking team with their kicking right now. Like holy. So, well, last couple of years they did. So Cowboys yeah, suck right that now. That was good. I mean, I know he <coughs> he missed one last week, like a thirty-two yard or something. That was yeah. You know, potentially. Didn't the wind take that sucker too? I think it probably did. We can make that excuse. What's up, but, Ross? Um, um, hey, Ross. Yeah, I I think yeah. Again, congrats to him. He's not even up for the Groza. Um, but he did win Big Ten Kicker of the Year, so congratulations. We finally have a okay, kicker. Sure. But, man, we got to get a kicker that can also kick it out of the end zone. And I totally agree. I mean, I don't, and I don't know if that's part of our game plan, game plan, or if that's something where we don't have the leg for it. He, he might not. I, I'm not sure what his long for the year was. I, 49? Yeah. Or did he kick a 50? No, 49 was okay. long, yeah. Anyway. He, oh, it was 49, and his only longest before that was like 50 or two was, or something. It was like 39 oh, before yeah, he yeah, made yeah. that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got to kick it into the end zone. I'm not, I mean, getting the ball at the 35 to 50 yard line yeah. for the other team every time they have Good. the ball. And, and that's the thing. Two things I've seen from our team that I don't see on any other team in college football we don't kick it out of the end zone. And we let the other team get past 25 every, every single, single kickoff. When they I catch would it. almost rather just kick the ball out of bounds and let them have it at 35. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong because they're going to get it at 35. There was a couple people that sent me text messages last night that said, let's just kick the ball out of bounds. Yeah. I think, I think my brother Andrew even said something on social media about, like, fouls up with our special teams and kicking. So we, we got to figure that out. And, and maybe that's the special teams coach thing. Maybe that's the guy that gets fired. Um, I, I still think – um, Mario, I, I think Mario's got to go. I don't think they say he's a QB guru, but maybe in the AAC, and I know he's been around for like 39 years coaching football. I mean, I like him, but but he's a quirky guy, but something's not right in our QB room to where we're not seeing progression with our quarterbacks. I mean, if you would have told me, and I know we went 4-8 and eight, Martinez's first year, but he didn't play in a couple, or at least one game he didn't play. He got injured, he, you know, wasn't 100%. But even if he would have been as good as he was in that Colorado game, the first game of the season, if he played like that every game this season, yep. we would have been really good. Yeah. And, I mean, there's other parts to it, offensive line, there's, you know, guys at the skill positions, but you got a guy like Mills that – and he was hurt this year too. So that, yeah. But we got to get some guys that they can throw the ball to. But – the inaccurate, you know, the, the inability to throw accurate passes. And he was he was okay. I mean, he was a lot better in the second half yesterday. But um, yeah, something's not right. Like you said, something's not right with those quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, and, and here's something, too. You know, Ross just says, you know, I, I have to question anything is how shitty was the locker room before or with Riley after Pelini and before Frost. Um and makes him question if Scott was really ready to come to the big and be a head coach. Um, and listen, I, when they were searching for a coach after Pelini, a lot of people wanted Scott Frost. He said, I'm not ready. Then Scott Frost goes to the AAC, different style, different play. You're well, looking at high speed, high tempo, um, high scoring, and high turnover rate. But the Big Ten football is but not also, But also, he had a team that was 0-12. The year before. Mm -hmm. And it to me, and I could, this is just speculation, but 
seems to me those kids basically said, well, we were 0 and 12 last year. It, like, we can't get we worse. We can't get worse. We can't so get worse. <laughs> tell us what to do. And they just did what they were told. Yeah. And yeah, how bad was their coaching? And then they went six and six with a or six and six with a bowl loss or something. Yeah, six and seven maybe. And then obviously the next year they just built off of that and went undefeated. And then beat Auburn. Or beat Auburn, yeah. Um, and then you know when Frost comes here, like you said, how like Ross said, how shitty was that locker room? Like come mm-hmm. in and hey, this is how it's going to be. Well, I, we haven't done that. We haven't had to go to workouts or yeah, you know whatever. Yeah, and and he said, you know, maybe he's learning more than what he expected. I, I'm, I'm sure he guarantee. got there, and some of the players that were there already are like, uh, what? And he's probably like, uh, what? Yeah. Like you didn't what? Excuse me. Like I, I think there's a lot to say about the nice guy role in college football, and it doesn't work as a coach. Um, that's why we've seen probably a couple of players transfer is because the nice guy isn't coming out and frost in the practices or in game time or pregame, whatever it might be. And, yes, he is learning. He's still a young head coach. He's, what, 42, 43? 44, maybe. Yeah, and he, he's still a young head coach in college football, and he still is learning the Big Ten football. And I, I definitely agree with that, Ross. I think he's probably learning more than he thought he would have to do. Um, I still see a lot of potential, though, because you talk about the culture and the shift in culture, and a lot of people say – the culture hasn't changed at all because we're still seeing undisciplined plays. I don't think the undisciplined undisciplined plays have anything to do with culture. The culture is not always on-field play. And that's what people misunderstand about culture. It's like any work environment and the, and if someone says we have a strong culture, it's not always based on the success of the company. The success comes because the people feel comfortable inside that culture. Yes. But it's how you want to be treated. Are the coaches treating the players correctly and vice versa? And what are they doing to give you that power and that autonomy to be successful? And um, no, the wins haven't come. But I think he's flipped that culture, and I think everyone's on board now, including these young guys who are now on board, and they know exactly what to expect from Frost. Now I think you're going to see that flip. We saw it yesterday in the second half. If, if anybody watches that game and says second half – that's not a, a flip in the way our coaches made adjustments. For it was the finally, first, it was the first time. It's the first time we've seen it. And Maybe a little bit in the Purdue game, but well, in the Penn State game, I mean, we stuck yeah, it out and we, we stuck it out. But. Yeah, we let them get back in it, but we still hung on to win. Um, I think there's been a big culture shift, and I think the young guys coming in, the young guys, and we had a hell of a good recruiting class. We got 13 early enrollees. That is huge. Um, I'm excited. I think the future is bright. I've talked to a few people about it, and they, they're like, yeah, I think you watch that game. You watch even some of the other, the losses and the way that people are reacting, or the coaches or the players reacting to the losses. You see the change in culture and that shift. We lost with Riley, and people are like, whatever, like we lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cam Taylor Burt walking off the field crying. These players. Because he, and he gets, kicked out, he gets kicked out of the game, which yeah. got kicked out of the Minnesota game, which sucked. Yeah, the, the players with their heads down, those kind of things, like, they're they're upset because not because they they failed their coach, they're upset because they failed themselves, and that's what Riley did not instill and in their those friends yeah. and their best friends. <coughs> yeah, their their family. We didn't see that with the Riley era. We did not see in those three years these players that were down because they lost and failed their their brothers on the team. And I mean, and their coach. But 
But know, but you didn't just, see the same attitude. Is, no, it's a no. different attitude it, now. They could get blown out and not really care. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and I kind of wanted to talk about the recruiting class a little bit. Well, before um, before we do that, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Donnie says, "I think I think we hit <laughs> it's rock bottom." I mean this this year, I. I I don't know if any different than the last two years as far as rock bottom. I mean, we, we lost to Troy. We've lost some games that we definitely shouldn't have lost. Colorado, um, two years in a row. Uh, but I do see a turnaround. I think yesterday, the second half, was you start to see some more things clicking in that well, turnaround for next season. And not saying that Rutgers is a good team. They were definitely one of the worst teams we played this year. But they also – Won three games this year, which is more than they've won in like the last four years in the Big Ten. So and they have potential to win more. I mean, you know, they beat Maryland to freaking. I mean, most of their games got canceled this year, but yeah. they had a couple of of wins. Big games, yeah. Wins. Um, I think they beat Michigan State, and Michigan State beat Northwestern. So I mean, yeah. You can say what you want, but Greg Schiano obviously is a much better coach for Rutgers than anybody else. He turned Rutgers around to begin with. Yeah, I he's mean, the one who made them relevant, and then they sucked again when he left. And yeah, and then he went to the Bucks, and the Bucks sucked. But yeah. Anyway, um, last thing then we'll talk about recruiting class, um, and we'll we'll talk more about the playoff here in a second too, uh, and some of the other things that happened today. But um, Ross asked, should Frost relinquish the play calling? Uh, we we've and Ross, I don't know how much you've watched this year of our show or listened to our podcast, but we've been saying it for a long time now. I absolutely think that he should. Again, he he ran the play calling in the AAC, which was a lot different than what you're going to see in the Big Ten. It's a lot different because you got more of the offense defensive lines pounding each other, better linebackers, better speed at linebackers. You don't have linebackers dropping in coverage with a tight end and tight ends that are about the same size as the linebacker in the Big Ten. You got these big dudes that are going out for these passes, and you got wide receivers that are going to be faster and maybe even taller than the AAC. I mean, you got guys in the AAC that are like 5'8", 5'9", playing wide receiver that are really good. Right. But that's because they're speed, and you're not going to see that in the Big Ten. It's a lot more ground and pound clock management. We've seen Frost struggle with that this year and the last two years with some of that clock management. We got to see a shift in philosophy for Frost in the Big Ten if he's going to be our play caller. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, who who you designate to make that, or if you have to, you know, hire somebody, bring somebody in. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody that you could find, um, but uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you take all of it away from him. I mean. In game, I mean, you're going to tell somebody, hey, this is you. But obviously the week leading up to that uh-huh. is going to be a collaboration of deciding how they want to run the plays. But in game, yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. maybe you have to get somebody else. And there's a difference between coming up with a game plan and actually calling the plays. And the head coach comes up with a game plan. Offensive coordinator comes with the play calls. And there's there's a big difference between the two things in college football. Again, not a football player, never played football outside well, of grade school, and I've never coached football my entire life. But I think anybody would agree that if you are the one managing the game, you're not call, you shouldn't be calling the plays as well because you have to worry about so many different things within that game. And if you're also worried about play calling, we see it in the NFL too where some coaches do struggle with both, and then they end up hiring an offensive coordinator. Well, and too, I mean – 
as a as a head coach and with more on the line than just you know play to play to play, yep. um, you can get kind of lost in the motion. Uh, you know of, of like you know it's fourth and it's fourth and inches, and but we're at our forty yard line. I think we could get it, but that's not necessarily the right call, or vice versa. Yep. Maybe it is the right call, but or the offense coordinator saying, "Hey." Put the quarterback under center and just punch it up the middle yeah. for half a yard, and you got yeah. it. Like, yeah. hey, I've seen a trend. Uh, have Martinez snap the ball and go left, or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, and, and that's what kind of cracks me about. You look at NFL teams that don't do that, but guess who does it all the time? I did with the pass all the time. Tom Brady. The guy's not a running quarterback, but you got fourth and one. They're going to go for it ninety nine percent of the time. You know why? Because he's going to get it. Because exactly. he's going to have a center that gives him that one yard that they need. I mean, it's not that difficult, but you don't see it in college nearly as much as you do in the NFL. So um, Ross mentions consistency is what eludes Scott three three uh, year teams. So check out defense way better than offense when the offense struggled. Defense has juniors, seniors on the team. Our, our defense is way more experienced, uh, experienced um, older, stronger, maybe even faster than our offense. Offense, we got freshmen, sophomores, and then Adrian and Mills. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at. I think that is a reality that Husker fans have to understand is that offensive youth. And, and, you, and you've seen that this year, the strength of the defense and the strength of our team is defense, but older guys have been playing a lot longer. Right. And they have some transfers that played at different schools and JUCOs before coming to Nebraska. Offense, you don't have that. So you have to be, I think, yes, it sucks losing. And no, I'm not saying that we are a great team, that we're going to be great, but we are should we gonna be better. Are we going to make the college football playoff in 2021? No. No, but – we have the youth and I think now more experience on the offensive side of the ball that we can be better next year. Exactly. So, speaking about better next year, mm-hmm. do you want to talk s- some signees, some recruits, or you got any more questions? Um, Donnie says we got to bring back fullbacks. Man, I would love to see a fullback. Me too. It's not really part of Frost's offense, but... It's not It's not a part of a lot of offenses in college it's, football. It's not. Period. It's um, kind of gone away. The 90s and the early 2000s was big in the NFL I, and, and college. And I know they have, they've got a little <laughs> bit of high formation here and there, but uh, yeah. having certain like packages with it would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, you got to either probably have it be a walk-on, because yeah. you're probably not really wanting to give a scholarship to a fullback that's not really going to play very much, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's an intriguing topic. Yeah, and and I think you know Jano was. Our I mean, last. you see Jano; he's still in the NFL, killing it. He's he plays kill, for the Browns. Yeah. I mean, how can you not want that guy on your team? Um, I, I, one thing I want to talk about too about the offense before we flip over to to next year and recruits and what we saw this year was our tight end play. Austin Allen needs to be a good. Austin Allen makes me think of. Uh, security blanket, uh, what's used in the NFL, but even more than that. You look at guys like like Jason Witten, um, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey isn't even a safety blanket anymore. He's the top, <laughs> he's second best wide receiver on their team. If, um, well, he is, but he's also better than ninety five percent of other teams' <laughs> best receivers. And he's got what third, maybe second or third most yards in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you have Austin, that's a little different story. Uh, it's NFL, but I think our tight end play, the fact that we have three tight ends. 
By the way, thank God Jack stole. I mean, I'm glad to see him getting more, more and more playing time after his and, leg injury. And he, and he did a, He did a hurdle. He had what two or three great catches yesterday. Yeah, he, he had a big hurdle, and um, I was like, "Ooh, Jack!" Yeah, I mean, after getting, getting hurt, there's <laughs> no, no fear, man. Yeah. Uh, we also saw a fourth down play where we went for it on fourth and one in the, the fourth the quarter towards the end of the game to seal. That the win. was the most ballsy play I think I've. Most ballsy play call, play whatever you want to say. Probably that we've had in the last hey, couple of years hey, with Frost. And I saw someone say that that's that no fear of failure that Scott right. keeps talking about that we saw in that game. Well, and guess what? The run game was working. There was no reason to not go for it at that point in the game where you seal the win. That's what good teams do at that point in the game. It's fourth and one. You're, you're up a touchdown. Go for it. And it was a good play call. Adrian rolled out. Adrian had, again, props to him for coming back in that game after his four turnovers and coming back and balling out the way he did. Well, and you get, and you have to give the to, kid credit. Let's let's take a step back here for a minute. If if he has those four turnovers, well, for one, he probably wouldn't have four turnovers if Luke would have been suited up and healthy, whatever the case was there. Yep. Luke would have been brought in at that point. But the fact that he wasn't, obviously he stuck around. He ended up having four turnovers. I get it. But if Luke was healthy and suited up for that game, I'm not sure we win that game. I'm honestly I'm not sure we bring him in. At least not for the rest of the game. I think you maybe bring him in for a couple plays, get Adrian just kind of get his mind right. Just because yeah. what happened last time we brought Luke in, he had two passes, which again wow. passing passing wasn't smart, but one of them was a pick, and, and it was it was a very bad throw. It was. It was, it was tipped. A, it was a lucky pick. But it was tipped, but it was a very bad throw. It um, was. I, I don't know, I don't, and it's it's hard to say. It's, it's one of those what-ifs, but I don't know if he would have played the rest of the game because I think Adrian has showed this year how much battle and how much fight he's going to give when he comes in. And those four turnovers, yes, he didn't let it get into his mind, and he just kept fighting. And that that's what I love about Adrian Martinez, that a lot of people that like Adrian Martinez and think he's a quarterback is his fight and his resilience, and he's going to keep going out there. Whether he's the quarterback or not, he's a leader on that team, and, and that's what he's shown over the last three years is it's not about me, it's about us. Um, and Rob says best pass of the year right in the breadbasket of Robinson. I mean – It was great, if, except if, that we didn't score on that drive. Yeah, but if anybody didn't jump out of their seat – I like, did. Holy shit, we just I completed did. a long downfield pass. Like that was – It was the best pass of the season. And he – again, 24 of 28. Well, and look at some of the and other interceptions. Games. I mean, and look at some of the other games. I mean, he had ninety percent, mm-hmm. you know, passing. And I mean, and we ran the ball, Jimmy, fifty-two times to twenty, almost a two-to-one ratio for running and passing. That's Nebraska football, hundred percent. That is what we and should have been doing all year long. When you see Mills put one hundred ninety-one yards up on the board, mm-hmm. and by the way, say, not- say, say whoever you want that you're playing against. I mean. It's 191 yards. Let's, let's talk about the holding call, by the way, where he had like a 40-some yard run. That wasn't a hold. Again, pancakes is starting to tol- are starting to turn into holding calls. Well, Big Ten is I, awful. I don't, I don't know how much football anybody watched today, but, man, and I get text messages on, on a pretty much weekend, you know, weekly basis from people that are like, man, football has just gone soft. And I get it. you got to protect defenseless players. But, I mean – Bl- blindside blocks, I get it, but those used to be the best 
freaking hits in football. And the first Everybody time he got, loved it. when he got called against Kenny Bell, that's the first time college football started changing and the that way was they the call best, a block. That was the best block I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was legal. It was. And Jamal Turner scored. It was legal. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, there was a few of those today. You but know, you watch, if you watch the Notre, Notre Dame That's game. what I'm saying. There was there was a blindside block that got called, and then down the road from that, players were upset about it, and they were going after that kid. Yep. Um, and if it's if it's illegal, I mean, then they're not they're probably not going after him because it's just yeah. like, oh dang, he lit our guy up. Well, and, and Dabo is you know bitching on the sideline, but guess what? If his his player that did it, well, he's gonna be like, oh, it was not a penalty. Well, and they right? did have that kid get kicked out for targeting, which he didn't even need to hit the guy because it was an incomplete pass. And Dabo didn't even really argue. Like he, he was, was early. He but he, he, he was he mad was, at first. And he was like, he was mad at first because he. <clears throat> It was an incomplete pass on the down. They saw the replay. And then like, he was eh. like, oh, shit. Um, He's gone for the first half of the college football playoff game. Yeah. Which I still hate. The but, the and, and you look at, I mean, I was watching that Notre Dame-Clemson game, and, and I texted my brother. I said, the, the way games are called across conferences is not just a conference thing with refs. It's a team thing. The way they called the penalties in that game, there weren't very many, but they missed a lot. They missed. There was a Trevor Lawrence run up the middle for like twenty yards. A clear hold on the linebacker. He was trying to get away. The guy had his. his jer- it was. It was a very easy call right up the middle. Like there's no way the ref is going to miss it. It's not called. And I saw that multiple times. Multiple holds missed on both sides of the ball. And then again, you want to talk about targeting? At the end, is returning a, a kick, and he runs over the kicker. Guess what he does before he before he hits the kicker? <sighs> lowers his head. Well, if you can initiate contact as a runner against anybody and lower your helmet and a defender can't do the same thing, why? Well, and our Uncle Dick said the same thing. And you text me, and I text somebody else about it too. When Wandale scored that touchdown, I mean, you can you said that's targeting. <laughs> and, I mean, if you watch it, yeah. I mean, if they're going to throw some of these Nebraska players out like they have this year, then yeah. And that's what my buddy's like, well, if everything else is, then yeah. Yeah. And... Even down in that in that Notre Dame Clemson game today, after the the one guy got a penalty, the receiver from Notre Dame got the yeah got the penalty, number eleven or eleven. Right he then they got shoved out of got bounds. shoved out of bounds, and it was a weak ass call in my opinion because he was still in bounds when the guy shoved him. But he was it was it was unnecessary. I will say that. Yeah. But he was still in bounds. Agreed. But you know, yeah, it's some of my old hockey buddies are like, yeah. man, football is soft. Yeah, but hockey's changed as well. So, so real quick, Ross says I have this weird feeling. Adrian's next year. He's going to have an experienced line and receivers who have been in the program. He's going to go off next year. Um, it's a feeling that I I've, so. it's a feeling I've been having this year after seeing the way he's played. Um, and he's calling that Mills is coming back. If Mills wants to go pro, he's got to come back. I think so. He's not. He's not going to have a chance. I don't even think he makes a practice squad if he doesn't play next year. I mean, and I think that's a, for a lot of our guys that are potentially graduating. So the reason that I will agree with that is <coughs> Divina Zigbo was a 1,000-yard rusher mm-hmm. who was very good. Stud. He was very, very good. And it helped that we had Stanley Morgan as a 1,000-yard receiver that year. Mm-hmm. But he's a 1,000-yard rusher, and he did not get drafted. Neither of those guys are playing. Well, Zigbo got hurt. He was on the active roster for Jacksonville. Not to start. But... but <laughs> No, not to start. Yeah. And they have a really good running back because I had him in fantasy. Yeah. But um, he – and he went to the Saints. 
at first and then ended up in Jacksonville. True. I mean, he's had to work really, really hard to be a practice squad guy, to yeah. try to earn a spot yep. with guys getting injuries. So if a guy like that, who was very good for multiple years, not saying Mills hasn't been. Cause and, Mills, and pretty much played every game. He played every game for three years. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mills was really good at Georgia Tech, and then he had a Juco year and then came here, yeah. obviously. he's uh, He's been really good the last two years. Not better the second half of the year last year. Yeah. Not great to start, but I think that was more offensive line than anything. True. Um, I think he's got to come back, too. And I hope he does, just because we need that type of a runner. And I know mm-hmm. we have quite a few guys in the running back room, and some of those guys are going to have to step up and are going to be guys that are going to get a lot of playing time. Yep. But I would really like to see Mills back next year. Uh, um, Donnie said that Ziggy played last week. Uh, I think he did, yeah. Um, so He might have been the backup for the game, but he yeah. played. So Sorry, folks. This, this show is going to be a little longer than an hour. Because, I don't care. Um, I missed last week. And just so you know, I, I don't have the Rona. Um, you don't have the hiv. I don't, I, the hiv. Yeah, the hiv, the Rona. Um, bronchitis or some sort of um, upper respiratory. But three negative tests, I'm good. Um, let's talk about guy before we talk about recruiting, okay. which I know we got to get to. But, we do. Um, talk about guys coming back because we're kind of on the topic now. JoJo's gone. We, we've talked about our defense and what we need and what we have on our defense compared to our offense. I think if we lose the guys on defense that we have that are seniors, I think we're in big trouble. Um, Colin Miller's already gone. We know that because he's not, not playing. Thank, mean, not, Colin Miller, thank you. Yes. Um, I mean, not good love. for you. I mean, good for you as, as a – so you're healthy for the rest of your life and you can live a normal life. Yeah, I mean, he uh, wants to play catch with his kids. I mean, th- yeah. thank you for the year that you gave us. Um, sucks about your spinal injury, but you, sure. you actually have had your best year leading up to that injury. I, I loved for watching sure. you play this year. I was really surprised to see the leap that he took from last year. But um, Donnie and Ross say keep talking, so thank you. We're going to keep talking. Um, I might have to go upstairs and get a few more beers. We might. Uh, but let's talk about defense real quick. So we got Boodle. He's a senior. Boodle's a senior. Doman's a senior. Honus is a senior. Uh, those those three guys alone are tough losses. They are very, to me, very Boodle in that first game. I'm like, God, that Boodle was supposed to be good. But he sucked against you, Ohio State. You were hating on you were hating on Boodle a little bit early in the season. But it was he came around? But he came around. So did Cam Taylor though. It, 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 it was just like Lamar Jackson the last few years. Yeah, it was. I gave him a lot more shit than I did Boodle. Um, but look at him now in the NFL. Don't talk about Lamar Jackson in the NFL. No, uh, love the guy still. Um, I think those guys need more. If there's anybody that's going to go pro. That has a chance to get drafted is going to be JoJo Doman. 100%. He's the I mean Honus had a fantastic year. JoJo is just he's a ball hawk. I still don't think NFL teams are going to look at him and say you're NFL ready because of just the framework of this year. I don't think there was enough to say for really a lot of Big Twelve, Big Ten teams like you're good to go. Well, here's the thing: he they've they've moved him around position wise over the last three seasons. I mean he's played what three or four seasons. Yeah. Um, Came in as a safety. He, I, I personally think that he can be like a Will Compton. Um, yeah. That went undrafted and was end, end up being a really good NFL linebacker. Yeah. Um, but he, he could be like a, he, um, uh, Eagles. Uh, what's his name? Nick Gary. Yeah. Nick Gary. I mean. Yeah. I mean, he started as a, he's a safety. Think, he came think, in as a safety. I think he could be, be better. I think he could be better than Gary. Um, I just. 
he, uh, the only thing I think they showed that picture of him at Memorial Stadium after the loss of Minnesota. That wasn't him. That was Kate Warner. What? Yep. That was a mistake. Dude, you're like in the booth and multiple, and I think uh, Searles came on and said, my mistake, that was actually Kate Warner, not JoJo. Okay, I saw like 25 posts on Twitter. No, it was Kate Warner. Well, I don't trust Twitter anymore. Nope, <laughs> not at all. Never should anyway. <laughs> okay, well, that'd be, uh, that'd be all right. So, um, again, I don't know. I-, I think we have guys on defense that need to stick around for our younger guys to still get in the game. And for those guys to potentially have a shot at the NFL? Yeah. So, if you're a redshirt senior, can you come back? You have to be enrolled. You have, you have to be taking a probably graduate you classes, I imagine. You have to take grad classes, yep. obviously, which, why wouldn't you yep. at that point? But, huh, okay. Um, so, Ross says, he has a quick note about our defense, is we got to quit over-pursuing and getting burnt by cutbacks, especially against quality teams in the league. They explored our defense doing this. 100% agree. I mean, we saw um, uh, Rondell Moore do this last last week with some of those cutbacks. Um, we we overrun. And it's not just one guy. We usually have two guys on the ball. The guy cuts back, and we have two guys keep going. Um, not, not unusual to see. I, I think we do have to get better with that. But, again, I'm not going to criticize our defense too much just because of the way they played this year. Um, but, obviously, there is still some coaching. We still have a lot of um, – Older guys that can really help our younger guys on defense. And, you know, <coughs> obviously the, the three wins the rest got this year were not against the best teams. No. But, you know, Purdue played tight with just about every team they played this year. We lost and, Purdue and, last and, year and, when and, we shouldn't and we, and we beat them by 10. And at that point they hadn't lost by more than a score to yep. anybody. Um, you know, Penn State obviously had their issues. Yeah. Um, and Rutgers was an improved Rutgers team. Um, I, I still was kind of upset that they didn't do the Big Ten didn't do the crossovers the way they said they were going to do. Because if you looked at the breakdown of what that would have been, the games would have been pretty fun to watch. Yeah. And I don't think any of the crossover ones were duplicate games from the season. No, but here's what you would have is you would have had um, Indiana wouldn't have been able to play. I, well, and I get there it. would have been. I think two more games canceled because of COVID, or two of those games would have been canceled because of COVID. COVID um, aside, if it was you know Indiana against Iowa, um, you know go down the line, the, the games, some of the matchups would have been a lot better than. And shoot, what three of them got canceled? anyway? it didn't matter. Yep. yep. But um, when we when I heard it was Rutgers, I I, I kind of halfway hoped that uh, that Vedro would end up being okay to play. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for him, he got hurt last week on a cheap, dirty. Well, we've seen that before. We have seen that before. And it's funny, like I saw a couple be like, "Oh, I really feel for Noah." I am I the only guy that doesn't really give a shit about guys when they leave Nebraska? I, I mean, I don't. I just I don't. Thing, I mean, he's from Wahoo, so I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a Nebraska kid, he's, but I mean, he is. whether he played or not, like I didn't care. I just want to win the game. Agreed. It's like uh, when uh, Patty O'Brien left for Colorado State. Now yeah. he's going to graduate. Now he's going to transfer. Yeah. Um, Good luck. You got all these guys leaving. Like, oh, great game. He had a great game for Oregon State. Look what we could have had. No, that's, I just don't care. I care about the kids that are at Nebraska. Agreed. And playing football for us and trying to win the games for us. Uh, I don't. I don't give a shit about Colorado State, Oregon State, and Rutgers. I just don't. Like, there's. I agree. I don't even pay attention to guys when they leave. The guys that in Florida that left going to Florida State and doing that. Like, I, just, I don't care. Go play at Florida State and good luck, but I'm not going to pay attention to you. I hear um, 
But yeah, and you know, Ross says Ross Mosier here says the only senior who doesn't want to come back is Farniak. Um, you know, Farniak he's had so much improvement, but you still see a lot of the same things over and over again. Uh, one thing I loved from him yesterday, we had a false start. Uh, or it might have been a delayed game, I can't remember. But he just bulldozed, bulldozed whoever was in front of him right as the whistle blew because he it wasn't it him. Was, I can't but it was Piper. But it, but it, it I think was, Piper who moved first. Was next to him. Yeah, it was Piper who moved first, and Farniok went at, right as the whistle blew and just funny. bulldozed the guy. And the guy stands up like, no penalty? And I'm like, no, man. Just, no. So which Farniok? Matt, the senior? So yeah. said senior, yeah. Okay. He's the only senior who doesn't want to come back. Um, yeah. We still oh, yeah, got, we still got Will, um, but either way, I think Matt has made um, – I think Matt has made huge strides. So We'll see what happens with him. I mean, I'm not sure he's NFL – I'm not sure he's going to make an NFL roster or anything. So, I mean, if I wasn't going to make an NFL roster, I'd probably come back. I mean, the college, college is the best time of your life, right? Hey, you want to check the feed? So they said it froze. What? Oh no! It did freeze. Why did it freeze? Might need to restart it. Oh, hold on. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Guys, are we back? Sorry. I don't know. Did it freeze? Hold it's because we went over an hour, huh? Maybe. It's frozen now. <laughs> yeah, it stopped in an hour. Damn. It's never stopped at an hour before. It says an hour and one minute. Yeah. Can you stop and restart? Let's just do that. Yeah. It's. <sighs> okay, I think we're good. Stop. All right. Sorry. Podcast is podcast is still going. I think we're live again. Ross and Ross and Donnie, we're back. Um, all right. Tune so, back into the next vid. Sorry. Ne- next video. Sorry. That was weird. Um, anyways, so, um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that we can build off of that game yesterday. Yeah. Um, again, was it great? No. If you look at the amount of yards that we had, the offense, the way we won the game, Fantastic. The second half was great. We got to be able to do more of that. Build on that. Whether we play a bowl game or not, build on that going into next season. Right? Yep. Right? I mean, yeah, that's I that That so. was – oh, now, now we got no audio? Come on. No. Hold on. Thanks, Rob. You guys keep us on our toes. Jimmy, did you, did you, push, did you push something? Nope. Nope. I didn't push anything. Tell me when you hear us. No audio. Turn your volume up. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, Pootie can hear. Audio's good. Mike is Micah, welcome to the show. Woo! You're like an hour late, buddy. You <laughs> watch know, you watch the first video before we got Yeah, watch the first video. We're an hour in already. We lost connection. Um, all right, so again, all right, Mike is good. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, so Build off of we what talked we about did. the game. We talked about a lot of things. All right, we haven't talked about the recruiting class that we signed. Because yes, every player in the class signed. We did. It was a drama free. Not necessarily, but go ahead. Well, drama free from the players that we have. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it was drama free from what we've seen last year. 
the signing class and the guys on that were rec- that were recruited that would be like, oh, I'm going to do this live thing at my high school and then I'm going to put on a show and then I'm going to not even show up to campus and I'm going to leave and decommit. Like, I mean, we didn't ha- – we didn't, that could still happen, of course, but – I mean, Thomas Fedoni is the, the highest guy on our, on our signing, uh, you know, recruiting class. He's coming. He's coming. I mean, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Green was our highest last year and he – I'm not even sure. I mean, right. he maybe was here for a little bit. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Right, Raekwon Buckley, he's coming. Yeah. I mean. You're talking about guys. If you guys are on social media like Twitter, some of you guys like follow me on Instagram, but Twitter is the place where these guys are boasting their recruitment. They're boasting going to Nebraska. These guys are excited. Yes. And they are. Teddy's coming. Teddy's coming. Oh, my God. I, I mean, mean, yeah. So, all what would you say? Third. 13 mm-hmm. early enrollees. We had, what, 19 in the class? 19 commits, 13 coming There's soon. There's still a couple guys out there, too, as well, um, that uh, are, po- are, are possible, you know, that between what, you know, whenever the next signing period is, January, February, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, again, I, I think... Guys come in and play right away. Latrell Novell, I mean... You're talking. Oh God, Neville. Yeah, Neville. I mean, that's that. That's a baller right there. I mean, he's he was committed since what Fourth of July, I think it was. Something like that. Some, yeah. Some around there, because I remember I was yep. I was refreshing Twitter <laughs> constantly <laughs> until he committed. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, not only that, but all of our guys signed before ten a.m. Yeah. I I was up at like six o'clock that day. And I just remember, well, I flipped on Twitter, yeah, like, okay, we got, like, three guys that have signed already. It's not even 6 a.m. Well, obviously, those guys that are all used to are an hour ahead. But, I mean, shoot. Either way, seven, like, it doesn't matter. We had 19 guys signed before 10 a.m. They're high school kids. They're going to high school at 8 and 7.30 in the morning. They're signing right away. Hell, yeah. Some of them are doing it at their high school, but they but just, they're think, up and ready I to think go. But- Rukon Buckley, I think <laughs> he maybe, like, officially did it at 3, but I think he had signed in the morning. Yeah. Yep. But he did his kind of spiel at his school after <laughs> yeah. classes were yeah, over yeah. for the day. So Yeah, but, I just um, I think this class again, we're looking at guys that can jump in and play right get playing time right away. Maybe not depending on we don't know what's gonna happen next year. Depending on what happens next year with the season and COVID, obviously we have two vaccines now that have been approved by the FDA for COVID. So if we can get back to uh, some sort of normalcy with this season and we see a regular spring ball, spring and ball, fall camp, and then obviously a normal. I mean, I'm not sure that Nebraska is going to play Illinois in Ireland next year, <sighs> the first game of the season, like we're supposed to. Which still, no one has sponsored us. Yeah, someone was supposed to give us plane tickets so that we could go to Ireland. So anybody that has hookups, come on. Um. Anyways, uh, we'll get to recruiting. Zom, I do want to address what you just said. He said sorry if you already moved on to recruiting, but he said. With Mills being hurt, and we talked about this yesterday, you and I did, with Mills being hurt and not getting enough carries this year, it's probably why we lost three of the five games we did. I can't agree more because you saw totally what he could agree. do yesterday. And going back to – sorry, again, mm-hmm. that we got kind of booted off and had to do a new video. But um, going back to him going pro, I think he does need to come back mm-hmm. if he wants to try to just because he was injured for half of an eight-game season. Yeah. And not only if he can stay healthy, but if he can stay healthy and we have the, still the running back room that we do with Marvin Scott and Tom, if those guys stay healthy. Because, again, our running backs just got dinged up this year. But we have a, a deep running back room with Mills. I think we could be very, very successful. Yeah. Um, 
And so thank you, Zon, for that comment. Welcome to recruiting. Ross mentions Avante Dickerson out of uh, and, and West Side. That's, that's what he said. No, no drama. Yes, there was no drama with our our commits. They all signed. Um, Thirteen of them coming early, which is which is great. Avante Dickerson. I, I'm I'm not sold necessarily that he's coming to Nebraska, but he's never been on a visit to Minnesota. Mm-mm. And his best friend is Kobe Bretz. And He's coming I, I to heard him on the radio talking to Damon and Michael this week. Yep. He's thinking that he's going to play that JoJo Gentleman type role, safety slash outside linebacker potentially. Yep. Obviously, maybe not next year, but yeah. he's going to probably have to put some pounds on. He's kind of a skinny kid, but he's really good. When I watched that Class A State Championship game, yeah. I thought he was the best player. Um. On Westside's team. And, yes, Avante's good, but and maybe they weren't throwing at him. Yeah. But um, he's a really, really good player. So that's that's Avante's best friend. And he even said, you know, because they asked him, you know, what, what's going on with them? They, they weren't too pushy. But um, he said, you know, I, I don't want to be any type of persuasion on what he's going to do. He's going to – I want him to make the choice that's best for him. Yep. You know, right now he doesn't know what that is. So yeah, and you know, you got to think about the pressure an eighteen-year-old is under when it comes to choosing a school and where you want to go. And that's that's not. I've never been there, but I can't imagine that kind of decision on. Do I want to stay close to home? Do I want to go what six, seven hours, six and a half hours away to Minnesota and play for a really weird coach named PJ Fleck who rows the boat, which. Uh, you know, what do you want to do? I mean, that, that's a hard decision to make. And okay. and you see the year Minnesota had was not the year they had last year. Right. And is that Fleck? And he's never been to Minnesota? Like, there's a lot of things that go into that. He's lived in Nebraska I, his entire life. To be real about this whole thing, him coming to Minnesota was very strange to me. Um, obviously, I was – thinking and hoping that he was going to commit to Nebraska. But yep. committing to a team that's in Nebraska's division that had one good year, I mean, if he committed to Wisconsin, yep. even if he committed to Iowa, I could be like, man, that sucks. But I can understand because we've had guys. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Uh, Keegan Johnson committed to Iowa. Yeah. Uh, we've had guys commit to Wisconsin yep. that are from Lincoln, yep. you know. But when he committed to Minnesota, without ever going on a visit there, I thought that was very strange. Yeah. And it – Pissed me off, to be honest. And so we'll see. Especially where Keegan he ends Johnson up. is a legacy recruit. Too. Well, Keegan Johnson, Keegan Johnson pissed me off too, but yeah. anyway. Um, but, and Frost even mentioned too, he's like, I haven't met all the guys in person. Not all the Probably guys not. have been to Lincoln. Probably not. So that's something you have to still consider when it comes to do these guys show up on campus well, and stay that, on the team. Now that they're signed, that's one thing, you know. Patrick Payton, I mean, I could have told you the kid was going to decommit. He's a Miami kid. I yeah. mean, yeah, we've got guys coming from Florida still but yeah. and Georgia. But yeah. um, any commits to Florida State, best of luck, bud. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you think they have a better culture or different, I don't know. It's home. Again, it's home. And that's fine. And, and that's fine. If they're if they're decommitting because they want to be closer to home, like it is what it is. Um, There's 10 good 
I mean, there's ten teams in your state that can get you to the NFL. Yeah. That's what you want, and then best of luck. Yeah. Um, Zom, real quick, off of uh, off of recruiting here, says hire someone who can freaking coach special teams. Zom, we did we did talk we about did that talk as about well. Um, but 100, percent I I think special teams coach needs to go. Um, we got to figure that out. Or here, okay, you get Connor Culp, that <laughs> Big Ten kicker of the year. Get somebody out there that can just kick the ball out of the freaking back of the end zone. He doesn't even have to kick field goals or punt. Yep. Just have somebody that can go freaking kick a line drive that goes out of the end zone every time. Yeah. All uh, sign up. Not at all. Yeah, no. Uh, so, Micah, this makes me laugh. Some Nebraska-born kids are just Nebraska haters. You know a couple. Indeed, we do. We do know some people in the family. Who are well, not? Who don't like Nebraska? Yeah. Okay. Um, is whether they're Creighton fans in general and just don't care about Husker football, or they're Notre Dame fans, not including my brother or Pooty, because they're also Husker fans. Um, <coughs> Dick. <coughs> um, Creighton lost again this week. Sorry, sorry, Dick. Sorry. Um, no, hey, Micah. Andrew actually loves Huskers. Just so you know. Um, and he's definitely not a Husker hater. Um, he actually loves the Huskers. It's, he's just definitely a Notre Dame lover, too. Um, well, Dick makes me want to be a Notre Dame hater. I'm sorry. He, he does. He brings it upon himself. Um, Andrew, love doesn't, you, Andrew doesn't force it. Um, no, and I love Andrew. I'm not, that's why I'm not a hater to him. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or food. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we, we, you know, I think recruiting class was strong this year. Again, I think we ended up at 25. Um, Depends on where you look on rivals. 20, 23 or 19. 23, I mean, 23, 23 to 25 at this point. Might be 19 to 20. I mean, we're, we're on, in there. Uh, 24-7 and then 17-18 on rivals. Yes, rivals is always a lot more favorable when it comes to the recruiting class. But Fedone is definitely all uh, in. And he's the guy that says, got, I can come in and compete with any of those tight ends. Well, Stoll was a senior, so, I mean... Whether he, he sticks around or not. He very well could have competed with Stoll. Who knows? Like, and Fedone, I mean, you see some of those guys, they, they almost can play like a wide receiver type of role. And with Fedoni, if you watch, and yes, I watch highlights of him almost every week this year, he just looked like a, a wide receiver. I yeah. mean, he's running these routes and he's f- flying by guys and he's huge. Yep. I'm excited for him. Yeah, I, I'm excited about the recruiting class. I think we have a lot of potential. Again, I think our defense is going to be our biggest question next year on who comes back. Agreed. As senior-wise, who stays for another year because they can stay eligible. Who wants to be taking graduate classes and still be enrolled and play for Nebraska? That's going to be our biggest question. And obviously Cam is going to be the big-time leader next year. And, and what's funny is a lot of people have been talking about Cam Taylor Brick going pro, and I, I don't yet. think it's going to happen. Not yet. Again, the, the resume is not big enough. He didn't have a good enough year last year. He got kicked out of two games. This year he's been a stud. Um, this year built the resume. really good. He, and I love him. And it, it has nothing to do with him defensively, but he fumbled the punt return against Iowa that cost the game. Yep. Uh, uh, and, and he took responsibility for that. He's yeah. heartbroken about it, like we all were. But he's going to be a guy next year to look for as uh, a top defender going into the pro and being maybe one of our top um, recruited defensive players uh, in a long time. Yeah. Um, if he can get better than even better than what he did this year. But this year he was a he was a lockdown corner who didn't get thrown at a lot because he was a lockdown corner. And if he I don't know if someone says he's got an opportunity to go, you know, and he, he does, then then great. But if I'm him, I'm staying. Yeah. Get one more year in front of fans, hopefully. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And be a stud on campus, be a stud in general, yeah. be a draft pick. That, yeah. yeah. I think we got a lot of potential. I think, again, you look at Honus, Doman, uh, Boodle, and Cam Taylor's not a senior, but I'm going to throw him in the bunch. Cam Taylor. Those guys, those four guys, are definitely draft picks, but I think they got to stay one more year, play hopefully a full season, a full schedule to get to that draft pick level. So, are we. Dismuke's a senior. Oh, yeah, Dismuke. Dude. Williams, is he Gante a senior? Williams and Dismuke. I haven't even talked about them. No, I know. That's um, what I'm saying. We're talking about those those defensive backs. I mean, are all those guys seniors yeah. except for Britt? So, yeah. Britt's the only one that's not. I mean. And we haven't even seen the other. We've seen some of Newsome. We've seen some of Farmer who got a broken ankle or whatever happened to him. Uh, and it was Cam Taylor. So, Noah Polo Gates really only plays on special teams. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe at this point he'd have a shot. But yeah. You got a lot of upperclassmen, so I get it. Yeah, it's tough to get on the field. I think it's a good opportunity to get them playing time next year while also getting our fifth-year, sixth-year seniors another year of playing football and teaching and coaching and helping those younger guys get to where they need to be at. Um, just just my just my opinion. I think you know we're on the same level there. I hope those guys come back because I think if they do, I think they're, they're going to build that draft stock. Um, I think we're going to be over 500 next year and have a winning so season, and that's going to make a big difference in their draft stock too. Yeah, agreed. So, All right. Really last, excited about the recruiting class. Last thing. Obviously, there's still games on, but <coughs> – and we have one on that – Florida's I, losing by 11 right now. Well, I – Pick. Florida got an interception, and which this happened a little while ago. Yeah. It was 7-7. Seven to seven. Florida got an interception. And the guy was running, and the guy blindsided him and knocked the ball loose, and Alabama got the ball back. Like, he was running with the ball yeah. kind of loose and knocked the ball loose. And Florida or Alabama got the ball back, and on the first play, they threw a touchdown pass. Yeah. Typical. But who are your top four? So I don't think the top four changes. Um, I think well, position, I mean, position-wise, yes. I think, I think Alabama's going to win. Alabama's going to be number one. Um, Notre Dame's going to move from two to four. Notre Dame lost today. Um, again, they lost by 24. A lot of people think that knocks them out of the playoff. Listen, if you want to say Clemson is such a good team for going undefeated in the ACC and say that the ACC conference is a strong conference, guess what? Notre Dame played in the ACC conference. They went 10-0, and including beating Clemson. Right. And they scored over 40 points on Clemson, not because Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. They still would have scored over 40 points. They did it because their offense was successful well, against the defense. The defense 100%. today for Clemson was different. It was. They, they had adjusted. Three, they had three starters that were out in the yep. first time they played Notre Dame. And, I mean, that, that's how it is for every team, so you, you can't just they, say that. They still made adjustments. So but, I think a 10-1 and Notre Dame playing for a conference championship against a team they already beat in the top four. That is a conference champ. That is a conference champ. They're still going to be number four. I think so, too. I think you're going to see – and Ohio State's going to be number three, Clemson number two. And I know people are pissed about that. I can totally understand. But I think you're going to see Alabama at one. You're going to see Clemson at two. You're going to see Ohio State at three. And you're going to see Notre Dame at four. And here's why. Maybe that shouldn't be how it is. I know Ohio State's undefeated with a conference championship. Uh, Notre Dame was two. They lose to a team that already, that they had already beaten. And there's a five-game difference t- between t- them. T- typically... What we've seen with Florida losing to LSU and only dropping a spot or two, maybe yeah, one, um, one spot from six to seven, you would typically maybe just 
flip-flop Clemson and Notre Dame? In a normal situation, yes. However, they've already played twice this year. They are not going to have Clemson and Notre Dame play for a third time in the semifinals. If they yeah. both make the final, that's one thing. But you're going to see whatever the whatever their rankings are, you're going to see Alabama play Notre Dame, and you're going to see Clemson play Ohio State. Yep. In I, my I agree. opinion. And... And, and Texas A&M is going to be pissed, saying we should have been there. They didn't play for a conference championship. Yes, that happened to Alabama they a couple of years ago. Humbled by Bama too. That happened to Alabama a couple of years ago, but Alabama had what maybe a close loss yep. and was sitting at number five, and somebody lost ahead of them, and they snuck in. Yep. Had it, or maybe they were even at four. I don't know. The Oklahoma, Big Twelve champ. They're Sorry. not going to get in. Even if even if Iowa State would have won against Oklahoma, they wouldn't have been. They in. wouldn't have been in. Um, Cincinnati, I'd love to see you in there. You weren't going to make it the in. Group of five is not going to get in. Um, again, back to the Aggies. Jimbo Fisher thinks they deserve a chance just because they played more games. Your argument is valid. I don't. Hundred percent. I, I don't. I don't discard that argument. But but you would have had the same argument if you only played six games. You would have said that's all. That was out of our control. Just like Dabo. Just like that, Dabo had the same argument. Yeah. Um, but he would have been the same way if we if his team was six and zero with the conference championship. He'd be like, "We deserve to get in because we won our conference. We control what we could." Ohio he State controlled said, what they could. Oh, Ohio State went nine and one with a bad in a bad Big Ten. Yeah, you know, same type of thing. Yeah, and so it wouldn't have been different. And um, they have been, you know. You avenge their one loss, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I I don't. The Aggies aren't there. Oklahoma two loss, no. Even if Florida wins this game, they're two loss team to LSU. They're not getting in. It's still going to be they're Bama. You're still going to have. You're still going to have the four teams in. They'll make a way to where it's not going to be Notre Dame and Clemson for a third time, unless they make the championship game. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be. I I don't see why the committee is going to change that to put in a one loss Aggies, if they a two did, loss Florida, if, a if, two loss Oklahoma. Uh, undefeated Cincinnati no, for the first time ever. A group of five is not no, going to happen. Nobody outside of the top five is making it. Yeah. Um, the only team that I do think could potentially have a shot is Texas A&M. I don't think that they will. I've already said who I yeah. thought is going to be. But the committee especially, and college football loves the SEC, but they also mm-hmm. do love Notre Dame, and Notre Dame gets TV ratings. Yep. So that being said, Notre Dame fourth playing number one Alabama. Yep. Clemson and two plays number three. Here's the deal, too. Rosh has said hates the fact that the Big's going to change the rule for Ohio State again, the 21 day rule. They're gonna they're gonna address that again. And Alave is gonna be Alave is gonna be back in. Yeah, it's bullshit. And I agree. I think you know the Big Ten messed up from day one. Um, we didn't even talk about the Pac-12, but no one talks about the Pac-12 because they're never going to get in the playoff. USC lost. Well, it, it wouldn't matter. If USC won six zero. They weren't going to make it because the, the Big Pac-12 is awful. Um, they just don't have a chance, unfortunately. Um, unless they go back to like the USC of old with Bush and Liner, like it's just not going to happen. Um, and Ross says the big owes every team an apology and should admit they messed up. You know, Kevin Warren's not going to do that. Kevin Warren went on the broadcast today before the Big Ten Championship and said that he is he has a lot of gratitude this year and he's grateful that they were able to play football and that. Things went really well. I'm grateful for all the ADs. Man, get the hell out of here, man. You you effed up from day one, postponing the season. Of course, player safety, I get it. But every other conference was able to play with fans in the stadium. Except the Pac-12. But they followed the Big Ten's lead, so it doesn't matter. And the the Pac-12 was actually worse than the Big Ten because they started later than us and got less games in. Right. Kevin Warren... Screwed up from day one. He's never going to admit it. He still thinks he's right. He's been in hiding, smoking crack since since he made that decision. Because he came out of hiding today. It's the first time anyone has seen him. Or heard from him. Or heard from him. And since 
day one. I mean, you just you haven't seen him or heard from him. So don't take credit because you decided to change everything that you did from day one just for one team. And don't it, take credit. And for it that. just about blew up in your face because Northwestern played three almost three quarters worth of a game that I thought that they were going to win. If they had an offense, they would have won that game. Exactly. Um, Ohio State looked awful. Ohio State's run game was the only thing that looked good, and they and Ryan Day didn't know how to call plays. If he called run game the entire team, entire game, they would have won by fifty. Sermon went off. He still ran for over three hundred yards. And best ha- game since um, Eddie George. Eddie George. And most in the Big Ten Conference Championship game. Yeah. Um, but, but but Day couldn't figure that. Out. He kept he trying kept to do trick trying, plays. Well, and I don't know if they if he was still, whoever if, their play caller if, is. If he was, I don't know if they were still trying to get Justin Fields like a, a Heisman bump or something. But he ain't even close to win the Heisman. I he mean, was awful. At one point, he was nine for twenty-four for like one hundred ten yards. Like, yeah, no, stop throwing the ball. Like, all they had to do was run the ball, and they would have won the game. Yeah. Which is funny because Northwestern they, D is actually pretty good against the run, and that's what they ended up doing down the stretch to win the game. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I still think it, it'll be interesting. I think we kind of know at this point what's going to happen. Yeah. But um, tune in and see if yeah. anything changes. Yeah, and, and Ross, you know, says here, Micah says Ohio State didn't show up till the end of the third, and that's that's when things kind of blew up. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been close. And um, and Ross says it did blow up in War in Warren's face because he clearly showed that hey, well, OSU is our baby. Who's to say they're not going to keep Notre Dame in there and throw Texas A and M and leave Ohio State out? I doubt that happens. Hundred yeah. percent doubt that happens. But yeah, again, I think we have our four teams. Um, I, th- I think Alabama is going to be playing Clemson. Yeah. I don't think Ohio State's not going to beat – I don't even think Ohio State beats Notre Dame, to be honest. No. I know, Mike, you said, you said Indiana probably gets Notre Dame. I don't think – from what I saw from Ohio State, unless – if Notre Dame cannot stop the run game, then maybe Ohio State wins, but that's the only chance they would have. But – kind of fun to watch. But I was, I not, I was not impressed with Ohio State today at all. Um, so we'll have to see. You know, we'll keep everybody posted on if Nebraska gets a bowl game. Maybe we can do. We'll do another show. Another show. Or we'll have to figure out who they're playing and do and talk about them. Otherwise, but, maybe we'll do an end of the year after the season kind of wrap yeah. up with these bowl games and national championship type stuff. So, Mike, it says we'll get to watch Notre Dame get spanked in the playoffs. Um, maybe if they're playing Bama, probably. But we'll see. I don't know if it's going to go well. Um, and Ross says 2020 was kind of a wash. We got some sort of football year. We got to see our team play. Right. Everybody and, wanted and, to see us play. And if guys get the same eligibility they had, then great. Yeah. You know, it could some be good. guys it, have to leave or some guys do. You know, it is what it is. It could is. be a benefit for some teams. And it could like be Nebraska. a benefit for us more than others. Yep. Um, well, thanks for tuning in to the second show of the night, technically. Um, we're at about an hour and a half here. Again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, it has been a hell of a good year. We'll, we'll at least get one more show for the year, whether it has to do with Nebraska or not. Um, doesn't matter. We'll at least get one more in for the 2020 season, uh, whether it's bowl games or college football playoff. We'll do something because, again, this is what we love. I missed last week from being sick. Um, that really sucked. I'm glad to be back this week. But, uh, so. Hopefully there's something crazy, whether it be in the semifinals or, or national championship, yep. that uh, – be intriguing to talk about so. either way we'll be back thanks for tuning in yep. everybody that tuned in first show second show both shows have a fantastic night we ran out of beer we um, did but we will be back and we'll do another show we'll keep you posted on our facebook page as well so have a fantastic night i'm matt i'm jimmy we're two average guys we'll see you next time you guys enjoy your night